Chapter 17 Unwelcoming Committee The humbug whistled gaily at his work, for he was never as happy as when he had a job which required no thinking at all. After what seemed like days, he had dug a hole scarcely large enough for his thumb. Talk shuffled steadily back and forth with the dropper in his teeth, but the full well was still almost as full as when he began, and Milo's new pile of sand was hardly a pile at all. How very strange, said Milo, without stopping for a moment. I've been working steadily all this time, and I don't feel the slightest bit tired or hungry. I could go right on the same way forever. Mm, perhaps you will, the man agreed with a yawn. At least, it sounded like a yawn. Well, I wish I knew how long it was going to take. Milo whispered to the dog. Uh, Milo whispered as the dog went by. Why not use your magic staff and find out? Replied Tok, as clearly as anyone could with an eyedropper in his mouth. Milo took out the shiny pencil from his pocket and quickly calculated that at the rate they were working, it would take each of them 837 years to finish. It's quite a bit of time. Do you know where you are? You're in an endless epic. And here, there be dragons. Should we switch, like, roles uh, no, on that? No, you know what? No. You know, I feel like, at this point, it's, like, I have to win. You know? Like, <laughs> I have to beat that sentence. <laughs> Eventually, like on chapter twenty. Oh yeah. You're just gonna roll out of it. You're just gonna be like, you're in an endless epic. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'll do it, man. You fucking watch me, damn it. <laughs> Fuck, damn it. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. Uh, for anybody coming off of that long th seven seconds of silence, it's because we swore a lot. Welcome back, heroes and adventurers all. I am your humble host. Mr. Castle, I am here with my brother, Sean Smith, a.k.a. The Real Thick Yeezus. Heyo. Two cues for the extra thickness. That's right. And you are in our Endless Epic, a podcast about storytelling, where we are currently covering the Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah. The, the great. Uh, if you are just now tuning in, the chapter and uh, episode... Levels is what I was going to say. Yeah. Numbers correspond to yes. each other. So this is episode 17. Uh, and which... if you are just joining us, stop now. Yes. Because <laughs> this is going to make no sense. And there are a lot of spoilers for a really incredible book. Go back to episode one start listening. It's not even like a, hey, go listen to our episode from start to finish, or our podcast from start to finish. It's just, it's not going to make sense if you don't. Right. We do a full read through on the books that we cover. Uh, which uh, we can now actually announce because of the polls. The next book that we will be covering will be next book series we'll be covering uh, is The Witcher. Yes, it's going to be exciting. Uh, we will also be doing a YouTube series, breaking down the show uh, episode by episode, um, and we'll be doing a little uh, Q and A series as well on Instagram uh, surrounding uh, The Witcher. Yeah. So that should be it's going to be fun. good fun. Um, if you guys really want to, we might work in a Let's Play or perhaps a live stream for the third game. The first two games are, are 
very slow and the mechanics yeah, are terrible. Kind of exhausting. Uh, but I can do breakdowns of the stories for YouTube. I've just determined that it's it's a little bit too much to force you guys to sit through unless you really, really want it. Okay, so back to the story, shall Let's we? Let's dig in. Pardon me? He said, tugging at the man's sleeve and holding the sheet of figures up for him to see. But it's going to take 837 years to do these jobs. Hmm, is that so? replied the man without even turning around. Well, you'd better get on it then. But it hardly seems worthwhile, said Milo softly. Worthwhile? The man roared indignantly. All I meant that perhaps it isn't too important, Milo repeated, trying not to be impolite. <clears throat> of course it's not important, he snarled angrily. I wouldn't have asked you to do it if I thought it was important. And, wait, hang on. <laughs> and now he turned to face them. He didn't seem quite so pleasant. Then why bother? Asked Toc. Toc's voice has just He's completely old, yeah. changed since this thing started. You know what? I think uh, because Toc's changed. But Milo's the one who's changed. Yeah, well, everybody's changed a little bit. I guess, everybody's grown, you know? I guess Toc does grow with time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pun intended. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> because, my young friends, he muttered sourly, what would be more important than doing unimportant things. If you stop to do them enough, you'll never get where you're going. He punctuated that last remark with a villainous laugh. <laughs> Is that a villainous laugh? Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. It was villainy. Villain Villainesque. There we go. Yeah. Then you must... Gasped Milo. Quite correct, he shrieked triumphantly. I am the terrible trivium, demon of petty tasks and worthless jobs, ogre of wasted efforts, and monster of habits. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the humbug dropped his needle and stared in disbelief while Milo and Tok began to back away slowly. Don't try to leave, he ordered with a menacing sweep of his arm. There's so very much to do, and you still have over 800 years to go on the first job. But why do only unimportant things? asked Milo, who suddenly remembered how much time he spent each day doing them. You think about all of the trouble it saves, the man explained. His face looked as if he'd be grinning an evil grin, if he could grin at all. If you only do the easy, useless jobs, you'll never have to worry about the important ones, which are so difficult. You just won't have the time, for there's always something to do to keep you away from what you really should be doing. And if it weren't for that dreadful magic staff... You'd never know how much time you were wasting. That is... So... <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... 
I, I want to say powerful because <laughs> and true. Right. It, it, I mean, it, it, it does create uh, an important query as to how little attention we want to pay. Because, like, we don't want to know that we're wasting time. Obviously. Yeah. yeah are we recording? It's probably a bad time to ask that question. We are. Okay. Just checking. Just wanted to make sure. You don't want to record a podcast for an hour and a half? For an hour? And yeah, and then not have been recording. No, I'd prefer not to. We, we do that already far too often. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as he... Oh, I'm sorry. We were in the middle of uh, discussing a point. Um, so, I, I like this, this note over here. It says, Milo, calcula Milo quickly calculated. Even before rescuing rhyme and reason, Milo himself applies reason in the form of basic math to a solution of a real-world problem. Yeah. And that's we like you and I joke around all the time about like how algebra is only useful for algebra teachers, right? Right. I made that joke, and somebody's like, somebody's like, um, furniture makers would disagree with you, and I was like, oh, all of the thousands of furniture makers out there. <laughs> oh, I, was, I didn't mean to offend all of the guys who make couches. Which, by the way, if you listen and you make couches, we really appreciate your oh, work. couches are. Yes. One of my favorite places to be. Um, send send me a tweet. Let me know exactly how important algebra is to your craft. It's actually that would be. I if, don't, if, I, don't know. I would be shocked. You guys can either send me an email through the website or you can tweet at me um, at Real Slim Jesus on Twitter. We, uh, we, we could just look it up too, but but it's more interesting to hear from. Yeah, I would rather hear from the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Um, true. All of the adventurers out there following We're, us on the path. All the adventure, adventurous furniture makers <laughs> who have who have found their escapism in our buttery smooth voices. <laughs> uh, that you know, that's one of the most like that's one of the biggest comments that we get is people say that our voices together is very calming. That's odd. And that they, they like they like listening I mean, to that's, us because we that's, calm them down. I'm I'm happy to hear that. But that's <laughs> also, no, I'm super self conscious about <laughs> how you're how, sounding. How I'm talking. I'm like, am I buttery smooth enough right now? Which, by the way, you, got, to... you guys can't see it, but uh, my little brother, a a long time amateur beard enthusiast, has True. got a really nice beard coming in. I'm trying. It's it's I'm, looking really good. Every morning, I just like I just stand in front of the mirror and just like puff out my cheeks and blow as hard as I can to try to like push the hair out. So you got you got some nice mutton going into a really good goatee. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's just this the little section right here, right? right yeah. The, don't worry about it. That's where mine was it'll, too. It'll and pop it's, in eventually. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm trying, dude. It I'm eventually trying. all comes in. Yeah. It's it's definitely in that one of those awkward stages of beard growing, where like. Like there's 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 sections of it. Like when you first start growing from no hair, you get patchy and like itchy and kind of redness because your face doesn't really know what to do. And now I'm going from like scruff to actual beard, and it's just like figuring out what I mean, works best. M maybe if we ever get to like a million subscribers here on like YouTube, I'll uh, I'll do I'll, I'll like I'll go all the way down to like a, 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 a scruff. Like I'll shave all uh, the way down to scruff. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been probably about 11 years yeah. since I've been all the way down to scruff. That's some pretty good incentive there to see you yeah. without... Uh, just like sides or like full face scruff? Full face all the way down uh, to scruff. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Like I'll, I'll, do a, I'll do a one all the way around on my face. Jesus. I'm not going to take it all the way off, well, but I'll go a one. Well, because you're yeah. not a heathen. you got to have some... Hair like, I am a heathen. That's why I have to have it on my face. <laughs> uh, you're not not a heathen. <laughs> <clears throat> 
As he spoke, he tiptoed slowly towards them, with his arms outstretched, and continued to whisper in a soft, deceitful voice, Now do come and stay with me. We'll have so much fun together. There are things to fill and things to empty, things to take away and things to put back, things to pick up and things to put down, and besides, all that we have... Wait, what the hell did I just say? And besides, all that we have... All that we have, pencils to sharpen. And besides all... Oh, and besides all that, we have pencils to sharpen. There we okay. go. There we go. I was putting the emphasis in all the wrong places yeah, in that sentence. Yeah, It happens. Holes to dig and nails to straighten, stamps to lick, and ever so much more. If you stay here, you'll never have to think again. Sounds like heaven for the humbug. And with a little practice, you can become a monster of habit, too. When you put it in terms like that, like when you do, when you like, you find yourself doing these, these monotonous, dumb little things that you let yourself fall into, you're like, it, it hits a little bit harder, even because everybody knows everybody, you, you, you have these habits, you have these routines that you let yourself fall into because they're easy. Right. Well, and how often do we, do we let that replace any sort of progress in our lives? Every day. Literally, right. literally. Like, how often do you do you have an opportunity to do something that will progress you? Something that will maybe make you more money, uh, that will make you more educated, get you get you into a better situation overall. And you're like, oh well, I need to clean, or oh, I yeah. need to I need to organize this, or oh, I, I have to respond to to these emails, or just some I have to clean up my email my email box. Like yeah, I was like, I think that's a better because like. <laughs> Maybe responding to your emails, that's like that's that is an important task that you need to do. What too. if it's just like but, ten thousand evites from your grand grand? Well, yeah, obviously. But no, like to farm when you go to reply to important emails and you're like, Oh, look at all these unread emails from spam, I need to go through these real quick, make sure there's nothing in them. That's not important. Yeah. That that is completely unimportant. Every day you have opportunities <laughs> to do something. So I'm gonna blame it on being laser focused, but I have not deleted any emails in the last like five years. Dude, I have literally tens of thousands of unread and just undeleted emails. You probably have tens of thousands of unread text messages too though. I mean, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> no no, no. See, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> I read all of my text messages. <laughs> So for anybody not in on the joke, my brother is infamously hard to get a hold of. Like, we've run a company together for, what, it's almost eight years now. Tech is, no, technically Punktown is... Punktown is six, but yeah. ORN started back in 2012. Yes. So we've, we've run a company together for, for a little more than eight years now. Companies, but yeah. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has become almost a meme inside of the companies themselves that my brother is impossible to get a hold of. Um, and to a point that when we have meetings, people in the meetings will say, if you need to get a hold of Smith, just message Castle. <laughs> uh, but we all love him. It's accurate. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, we, we don't hold it against him even when we do. <laughs> it's like, we don't hold it against him. Yeah, yeah even when we do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sounds like something in... Uh... <laughs> they were all transfixed by the Trivium's soothing voice. But just as he was about to clutch them in his well-manicured fingers, a voice cried out, Run! Run, you fools! Doesn't say you fools, but run. <laughs> uh, fly, you fools! <laughs> um, 
Milo, who thought it was talk, turned suddenly and dashed up the trail. Run! Run! It shouted again, and this time Talk thought it was Milo and quickly followed him. Run! Run! It urged once more, and now the humbug, not caring who said it, ran desperately after his two friends with the terrible trivium close behind. This way! This way! The voice called again. They turned in its direction and scrambled up the difficult, slippery rocks, sliding backwards at each step, almost as far as they'd gone forward. With great effort and many helping paws from talk, they reached the top of the ridge at last, but only two steps ahead of the furious trivium. Over here! Over here! advised the voice, and without a moment's hesitation, they started through a puddle of sticky ooze, which quickly became ankle-deep, then knee-deep, and finally they were struggling along through what felt very much like a waist-deep pool of peanut butter. Oof. The Trivium, who had discovered a mound of pebbles which needed counting, followed no more, but stood at the edge, shaking his fist, shouting horrible threats, and promising to rouse every demon in the mountains. Uh, this is an interesting little uh, annotation. What felt very much like waist deep, a waist-deep pool of peanut butter. In the 1950s and 60s, films and television adventure shows... Uh, in 1950s and 60s films and television adventure shows, a hero struggling to survive in a hostile locale was far more apt to land in quickstand than in peanut butter. Here, Juster is winking at the reader. That's funny. What a nasty fellow, gasped Milo, who was having great difficulty just getting his legs to move. I hope I never meet him again. Which is a really great line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I believe he stopped chasing us said the bug, looking back over his shoulder. It's not what behind, what's behind that worries me, remarked Tok, as they stepped from the sticky mess. But what's ahead? Keep going straight! Keep going straight! counseled the voice as they continued to pick their way carefully along the new path. Now step up! Now step up! it recommended, and almost before they knew what had happened, they had all taken a step up and plunged to the bottom of a deep, murky pit. But he said up, Milo complained bitterly, from where he lay sprawling. Well, I hope you didn't expect to get anywhere listening to me, said the voice gleefully. We'll never get out of here. The humbug moaned, looking up at the steep, smooth sides of the pit. That's quite an accurate evaluation of the situation, the voice said the voice coldly. Then why did you help us at all? shouted Milo angrily. Oh, I'd do as much for anybody, he replied. Bad advice is my specialty. 
for as you can plainly see i'm a long-nosed green-eyed curly-haired wide-mouthed thick-necked broad-shouldered round-bodied short-armed bow-legged big-footed monster and if i do say uh, so myself one of the most frightening fiends in this whole wild wilderness with me here and you wouldn't dare try to escape and with that he shuffled to the edge of the pit and leered down at his helpless prisoners. Talk and the humbug turned away in fright, but Milo, who had learned by now that people are not always what they say they are, reached for his telescope and took a long look for himself. And there at the rim of the hole, instead of what he'd expected, stood a small furry creature with very worried eyes and a rather sheepish grin. Why... You're not long-nosed, green-eyed, curly-haired, wide-mouthed, thick-necked, broad-shouldered, round-bodied, short-armed, bow-legged, or big-footed. And you're not at all frightening, said Milo indignantly. What kind of demon are you? The little creature, who seemed stunned by being found out, leapt back out of sight and began to whisper soft... <laughs> and began to whisper softly. I'm a demon of insincerity. Oh, hang on. I'm a demon of insincerity, he sobbed. <laughs> there we go. I don't mean what I say, and I don't mean what I do, and I don't mean what I am. Most people who believe what I tell them go the wrong way and stay there. But your awful telescope has spoiled everything. I'm going home. And crying hysterically, he stamped off in a huff. It certainly pays to have a good look at things, mm. observed Milo as he wrapped up the Ooh. telescope with great care. Ooh. <laughs> Holy Toledo, Batman! Uh, and this is this is really interesting. Uh, the the annotation on page uh, two seventeen says, uh, in response to crying hysterically, it says the demon's crybaby behavior further highlights Milo's newfound maturity. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. That line, that's it it certainly helps to what is it? It certainly helps. It to, certainly pays to have a good look go. at things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not just taking it at face value, not just hearing something and believing it. Well, and especially like nowadays where we get all of these issues of like massive political and social outrage on on just the slightest things. And all it would take is just you know ten twenty minutes to really look into something, but we're we're so we're so hard pressed on well, that and, instant gratification that we yeah. don't bother to take a look. Well, it's crazy too because it's usually a picture or a headline shared on some platform, some social media, not even an actual article, so or or a line where it's either the headline or a line from the article. Right. And then if you actually just take the time to go read these things nine and a half times out of ten the context of said line or headline are no like they are involved with what but it's not what it's you know what it seems when you when you read it at face value well and and we're often fed redundant information for sake of just being fed the information right like one of the best examples i have of this is on my phone uh, i have a little section 
that automatically comes up that gives me a, a briefing of yeah. the news, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, same. And uh, I, I, I haven't I haven't modified this at all, so it just feeds me whatever the hell it wants. Yeah, just whatever's being thrown out there. And uh, twice I, I noted something, and, and since then I've been paying attention every time it pops up. And it has to do, uh, right now, we are in 2020, for anybody who might be listening to this um, later on. Or in the past. Or in the past, Uh, yeah, if you've gotten a hold of it through some other means. Um, We're we're not discriminatory, um, but if you are in the past, depending on how far, 2020 is rough. Um, (laughs) Relatively. Yeah, like there's a lot of crap that goes on. I was like, uh, 2020 is is being... Uh, build as rough it actually isn't <laughs> yeah i by no means is anything that's going on the first time that any of it has happened no. but what you'll find that if if you've not experienced any of it before um a lot of people are treating it like it's the first time that it's yes. happened yeah definitely uh, which is the important differentiation there and uh but the so in 2020 everybody's been uh, having to stay home because there's a pandemic going on and uh, the government in the United States sent out uh, what are called stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. And those stimulus checks are supposed to help people with bills and rent and whatever else. Um, stimulate the economy. Stimulus yeah, to stimulate check. the economy. And uh, that and that's not really important. I'm not looking to like share feelings on that or whatever it is. But the articles, now, and these popped up three months apart. One was a brand new article and the other was... Uh, obviously they were both brand new at the time but you know one was three months ago one was now right and uh, I I read the one from three months ago and then I hadn't looked into it at all and then there was a bunch of outrage going on over over social media and then I got this new article on my newsfeed so I clicked on it and read it verbatim the exact same article from two separate instances of this thing the exact same article just rehashing just republishing the same article over and over again with very minute additions yeah, yeah. Uh, different, with, with different with, headlines with uh, yeah with headlines saying things like uh, you might not get your your money or you this might yeah, here's what we know and then it literally does the same thing so I went back and I looked at uh, I believe it was CNN's website and I looked at all of the past articles on the subject and it's literally the same article published over and over and over and over again with different headlines. Wow. And that I think that on CNN Solid and stuff, CNET, yeah. um, the, which are the two big ones that I, I noticed because I Googled it, I wanted to see exactly how many companies were doing this. There are a lot. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. But on CNN and CNET, CNN has 30 articles on this subject. They're all the same. Yeah. CNET had 22 articles and only two were different. Which is incredible. It is, and it, it just like how many people have read these, you know, headlines and articles, headlines, and, and gotten upset about it, or or just whatever. flew off the yeah. handle about it, yeah. And that's and that's why this is so incredibly relevant. And it's and it, it's crazy that we keep finding things like this throughout the book. Uh, it certainly pays to have a good look at things. Yeah, well, and so, something I'm learning more and more because I've been I've been digging more and more into history uh, recently. Nothing's new. Nothing's new. That that's why this stuff is so relevant. Is because because this was being dealt with back in in the you know in the sixties, fifties, sixties when Juster was being influenced, and 
it hasn't changed. It's it's a different flavor now. You know, it's it's, it's got a different package. Yeah, but it's still, like it, well, yeah. It, it if we were you know putting it in very very simple terms, like it's all ice cream. It's just it's just a different flavor now. Like it was vanilla then, and it's strawberry now. It, it really it's shocking, shocking how things don't change. It's literally just repetition. Hit. History, uh, what's the quote? Well, and and re- and real quick for our American listeners, um, you're gonna get a lot that this only happens in America. It really doesn't. It really does not. This is this is the this is how it is all over the world. So well, and, that, and that's the point. Don't here. let it's anybody like... don't let anybody tell you that like this is this is America's doing or something exclusive to America. This kind of thing is like true all over the world. And it's it's nobody's fault and it's everybody's fault. And we either we either can laugh at it and try to fix it, or we can all get upset and cry about it, which seems to be the popular uh, option these days. Which uh, crying hysterically will definitely show the difference between those who are mature and those who are not. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way to tie that back in. I like it. Okay. So uh, now all we have to do is climb out," said Talk. Placing his front paws as high as as high on the wall as he could. Here, hop on my back. Milo climbed onto the dog's shoulders. Then the bug crawled up both of them, and by standing on Milo's head, just managed to hook his cane to the root of an old gnarled tree. With loud complaints, he hung on doggedly until the other two had climbed out over him and pulled him up, somewhat dazed and discouraged. I'll lead the way from now on, he said, brushing himself off. Follow me and we'll stay out of trouble. He guided them along one of five narrow ledges, all of which led to a groove and rutted plateau, grooved and rutted plateau. They stopped for a moment to rest and make plans. But before they had done either, the mountain trembled violently and suddenly lurched and rose high into the air, carrying along with it, carrying them along with it, for, quite accidentally, they had stepped onto the calloused hand of the gelatinous giant. What have we here? He roared looking curiously at the tiny figures huddled in his palm and licking his lips. He was an incredible size, sitting down, uh, even sitting down, with long unkempt hair, bulging eyes, and a shape hardly worth speaking of. He looked, in fact, very much like a colossal bowl of jelly without the bowl. By the way, for anybody wondering what I look like who's not seen my YouTube videos, that is an apt description. How dare you disturb my nap? He bellowed furiously, and the force of his hot breath tumbled them over in his hand. We're terribly sorry, said Milo meekly, when he'd untangled himself. But you look just like part of the mountain. Naturally, the giant replied in a more normal voice. But even this was like an explosion. I have no shape of my own, so I tried to just 
be like whatever I'm near. In the mountains, I'm a lofty peak. On the beach, I'm a broad sandbar. In the forest, I'm a towering oak. And sometimes in the city, I'm a very handsome 12-story apartment house. <laughs> I just hate to be conspicuous. It's really not safe, you know. Then he looked at them again with hungry eyes and wondered how they'd taste. You look much too big to be afraid of anything, said Milo quickly, for the giant had already begun to open his mouth wide. <clears throat> I'm not, he said with a slight shiver and that ran all over his body. I'm afraid of everything. That's why I'm so ferocious. If others found out, I'd just die. Now do be quiet while I eat my breakfast. He raised his hand toward his gaping mouth, and the humbug shut his eyes tightly and clasped both hands over his head. Then aren't you really a fearful demon? Milo asked desperately, on the assumption that the giant had been brought up well enough not to talk with his mouth full. <laughs> That's funny. Well, approximately, yes, he replied, lowering his arm to the vast relief of the bug. That is, comparatively, no. What I mean is, relatively, maybe. In other words, roughly, perhaps. What does everyone else think? There, you see, he said peevishly, I'm even afraid to make a positive statement. So please stop asking questions before I lose my appetite altogether. Then he raised his arm again and prepared to swallow the three of them in one gulp. Why don't you help us rescue Rhyme and Reason? Then maybe things will get better, shouted Milo again, this time almost too late, for in another instant they would have all been gone. Oh, I wouldn't do that, said the giant thoughtfully, lowering his arm once more. I mean, why not leave well enough alone? That is, it'll never work. I wouldn't want to take a chance. In other words, let's keep things as they are. Changes are so frightening. As he spoke, he began to look a bit ill. Maybe I'll just eat one of you he remarked unhappily, and save the rest for later. I don't feel very well. I have a better idea, said Milo. You do, interrupted the giant, losing any desire to eat at all. If it's one thing I can't swallow, it's ideas. They're so hard to digest. Man, if that doesn't go into what we were talking about earlier. Right. I have a box full of ideas. I have a box full of all the ideas in the world, said Milo, proudly holding up the gift King Azaz had given him. The thought of it terrified the giant, who began to shake like an enormous pudding. Put me down and just go away, he pleaded, forgetting for the moment who had a hold of who. It's <laughs> funny. And please don't open that box. 
Uh, I like this annotation over here. It says, I have a box full of ID, all the ideas in the world. And the annotation says, not quite. King Azaz gave Milo a box filled with words. But in light of the developmental changes evidenced in Milo's re recent actions, the boy is clearly far better equipped than before to use those words. Well, and in the right places, as the king had admonished him to do. Right. I like that a lot. That's what I was going to say. I, I'm, loving, I'm loving this section here because it this is where we get to see Milo's growth. Because like it, it's kind of been hinted at in the chapters prior to this, but th like it's really shining through here. He's using common sense. He's using like uh, he's actually looking at a situation before he assumes something. You know. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like uh, change the the purpose of endless epic because obviously um, at this point we're just talking about the the story of this book. But um, my overall purpose, our overall purpose for doing this is to get people into the spirit of storytelling writing and reading right? right so we talk a lot about readers right like we talk to the readers a lot about absorbing information i want to talk to anybody out there who writes books if you want a template for how to write a really good hero's arc not a not not your chosen one and none of the none of the weird bull honky yeah bull ish that uh you know, you, you get from traditional books. It, it The hero does not have to be special to have a hero arc. Yeah. And that is that is evidence here with Milo. But if you want a template for how to write a really good hero story, to give your hero genuine growth, Milo's template is such a good one. Agreed. Because it's not... It, it, he doesn't go through some some phenomenal and and just really incredibly evident change like if it weren't for the annotations uh, or us breaking this down most readers probably wouldn't even notice how vast the change is yeah because it's so subtle well you would have to go back and read through several several times over Right, and that goes back to what we say about this book all the time. Is like when you're a kid, it's really fun, it's really interesting. It's and quirky, it's, it's weird. And there's know. a lot going on, so you're yeah. like, oh, tee, you know, tee hee, it's, it's a kid's book. But then as you're, you're a teenager, you notice a lot more of like the conflicts, right? Uh, and now as adults, we note like how all these things apply to us as adults and learning to mature and handle problems and handle ourselves and handle yeah. growth and development. And just something so simple as, as realizing that words in the right hands or in the right mouth or in the right mind become ideas. Yeah. And Milo realizes that by having all of the words ever made and ever created, he has literally all the ideas yeah. that were ever made as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's, yeah. it's so good. And it's so subtle. It's literally... Uh, it's it's literally one line, and he and Milo is not exactly saying that that's what he has figured out. Right, he may not even realize it, which is which is even more incredible in the the, yeah. in the growth of his character. Okay, back to what we were doing. <clears throat> in another moment, he'd set them down on the next jagged peak and with a panic in his eyes lumbered off to warn the others of this terrible new threat. But news travels quickly 
the word-snatcher, the trivium, the long-nosed, green-eyed, curly-haired, wide-mouthed, thick-necked, broad-shouldered, round-bodied, short-armed, bow-legged, big-footed monster had already spread the alarm throughout the evil, unenlightened mountains. And out the demons came from every cave and crevice, through every fissure and crack, from under the rocks and up from the mud, stomping and shuffling, slithering and sliding through the murky shadows, and all had only one thought in mind. Destroy the intruders and protect ignorance. From where they stood, Milo, Tok, and the Humbug could see them moving steadily forward, still far away, but coming quickly. On all sides, the cliffs were alive with this evil collection of crawling, looming, creeping, lurching shapes. Some could be seen plainly, others were but dim silhouettes, and yet still more, only now beginning to stir from their foul places, would be along much sooner than they were wanted. We'd better hurry, barked Talk, or they're sure to catch us. And he started up the trail again. Milo took one deep breath and did the same. And the bug, now that he knew what lay behind, ran ahead with renewed enthusiasm. <laughs> and that, my friends, is the end of chapter 17 yep. of the Phantom Tollbooth. It's a good one. Which we'll, we'll do. We'll do one last final reflection here. And all had only one thought in mind: destroy the intruders and protect ignorance. It's, it's, there's a lot to be said about that. Um, it's it's uh, quite poetic that rhyme and reason are being uh, guarded, or or, or rather. Um, What's, another, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's like, like the barrier between rhyme and reason is. Well, so I, I know what you're saying, and, and, I'll, and I'll and I'll orchestrate it a little bit uh, more yeah. broadly. The barrier between rhyme and reason, and the and the kingdoms of wisdom, is ignorance. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The thing separating wisdom from rhyme and reason is ignorance. <laughs> yeah. That's just, oh man. By the way, um, I, I I can't remember your name, and I, I was going to write it down beforehand, but we got we got uh, kind of carried away filming today. To the young man uh, who messaged me saying that you wanted to read a book uh, out of high school, um, and I'm sorry I'm sorry that I don't have your name with me, uh, but you messaged me on Instagram and I believe on TikTok, and you said that you had wanted to. Read a book because um, you'd just gotten out of high school. And you wanted to read a book that you had read while in school, um, and so you, you picked up Phantom Tollbooth again, and you found the podcast, and that you were learning all kinds of new things that you'd never realized about the book by listening to the podcast while you were rereading it. Uh, thank you so much for sending me that message. I it's it's that kind of stuff uh, that really really makes this fun for us absolutely um because believe it or not some of these realizations they're first times for smith and i too. oh absolutely yeah i'm not gonna pretend like 
you know, the first time I read this book, I was, I had all these realizations about this. It's, you know, even, even the second or third time through, you, you might not have them. Right. And this know? is, this is probably my, my, maybe my 10th time reading the book. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the annotations are helping a lot. That's a big, oh yeah, that's yeah. a big thing. And then really trying. Like, you're not just reading this, like, we aren't right at this moment. We're not just reading this for enjoyment. We're not just reading through a book that we love. We're, right. we're reading we're, to break it down. Yeah, we're specifically looking for these things. And it's it's amazing what happens when you take a look at something. And uh, just just for anybody who, who doesn't know, I know some of my regulars do know this. Um, I do have schooling in uh, literature analysis, my... Uh, my, my college degree was in um, uh, literature analysis, uh, language, uh, and mythology. And uh, Smith has absolutely no qualifications for this. He's a photographer. I, um, yep. A commercial photographer, as a matter of fact. There's no reason I should be involved with this whatsoever, <laughs> except but, I like stories. But um, I, I don't... Th- have we shared with people our relationship over stories? Not through the po- not, not on podcast. So sure just just as, just as a brief uh, little insight into mine and my brother's relationship, um, we we bonded as children over books because when uh, we were younger, we were homeschooled, and um, when we really started getting close, uh, I was in my teens, and um, our parents had ha- started to have a, a falling out, uh, and they had separated. And because of that, uh, Sean being homeschooled, uh, he kind of ended up being left by the wayside by our parents. And that's not to say our parents were bad parents. They did what they could, like most parents do. But uh, Sean's homeschooling kind of fell by the wayside, and he was basically allowed to do whatever he wanted. More or less. And he hated reading. Because I I couldn't do it. Because he couldn't do it. He got very frustrated. And because he couldn't do it, he just... Yeah, it was ironic uh, because... And this is something I learned much later on in life. But, like, the struggles of doing something are actually the fun part. And I, being... I don't know however young I was when I was trying to learn how to read, just got embarrassed and hated that I didn't know how to do it. So I didn't do it. Um, So... Well, and there's there's a whole lesson in that. Yeah, there there really is. I mean, like... For, I don't know if there's any kids that are listening that you're you're doing something now. Oh, we we seems, definitely have we definitely have really young like high schoolers. I was like, yeah, it. I was like, if you're, if you're doing something and it seems impossible, just it sounds weird to say, but love the love these moments of like not understanding something or not knowing how to do it because it truly is the best part of learning. Having zero clue, being terrified. Of whatever you're trying to learn, trying to do, whether it be sports, school, like you're figuring out what you're trying to do for college or your career, whatever it is. What literally it, everything. Having that fear of standing on a precipice. Oh my god, it, it's it's incredible, and like I forget how awesome it is to to have that feeling sometimes, and and purely because I don't push myself to learn new things as often as I should, but it, it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. Like it really is. looking back on the times where you had no clue what you were doing and learning, you will love those moments for the rest of your life. I promise you. They're they're better than than the moments where you were super confident about everything and like knew exactly how the outcome was going to be, not knowing what's going to happen from going into something new. And to be fair, not because of my own efforts, but I've had to experience that very recently. <laughs> right. 
And right. uh, honestly, I, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten how much I enjoy being uncertain. Yeah. And having to figure out how to do things. Dude, un- uncertainty is is the spice of life. Honestly, like it it truly is. Like, and we kind of get fed that you like you need to know what you're doing. You need to have an understanding. Like, you need you need to have safety and yeah, security yeah. and all and, these things. And like, to a degree, that is true. But like, not knowing will be your best and greatest driving force of all time. I well, promise. and disclaimer: we're not encouraging people to be reckless. No, no, no. But that, but take risks. Take calculated risks and and go for things that you want. Go for things that yes. you need. And really bury your... Like, if you want to do something, don't do it half-assed. No. Like, bury yourself in it. Yeah. Really dig into it. Because if you... Like, let's say that people want to do what you and I do. You want to you do social media. You want to make YouTube videos. You want to do a podcast. The only way to do that, the only way to do it and be successful is to bury yourself in it. To absolutely go headfirst, make the best quality, most unique entertainment that you can, and do it for people. Yes. Do it because you love it, and do it because you want to share that love with other people. Nothing great has ever happened on the weekend. And and, and let me explain. Ooh, that's good. No, I like yeah. that. That's good. Let, let me explain. See, yeah, let me explain that what that means. Nothing, no great book, no great movie, no great person was ever had never made themselves by by strictly taking their their one to two days a week and and working a couple hours a day on whatever they were doing not saying if that's all you have then that is you are in in, like enveloping yourself if you only have one day a week like it's not a blanket statement it just sounds good coming out if you only have one day a week to to commit to something that's fine like it, it doesn't, you don't have to, like if, if you're going to school, you're working, you're raising kids, whatever that like everybody has a different, it, it's scalable. Everybody has a different amount of time, but we all have the same time, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. But it, it's what you do with the time that you have available. That's important. Which very, very neatly links back to the terrible trivium of don't waste time. Yeah. Don't become a monster of habits. Break your habits, which, by the way, um, uh, I know that we're not like big on recommending books on this book podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I really am. Uh, but there is an incredible book that you can read um, that is fairly easy to get if you have Audible. It's very cheap. You can get Oof. it for a single credit. Uh, the Power of Habits. Yes. The Power of Habit is a great book. Uh, and I know we've probably lost like 90% of the audience at this point during this rant. But... The Power of Habit is a really incredible book that explains the way the human mind works and why we cling to habits and why they're so hard to break. Um, and if you are really interested in learning to do things like what Smith and I do for a living, uh, it's a great book to read. That one and then another great one that it, like liter- it, you, they compound together is a book called When. W-H-E-N. And it's very short, Kevin. I've, you, it's... I don't know how many pages it is or chapters. Probably like six chapters or seven chapters. But audiobook, it's about like five, six hours in an audiobook. So like long, long podcasts more or less. Yeah. Compounds with the power of habits. Like helps you helps you figure out what type of person you are and how to best utilize your time. You know, and I, I found that as well. I know we're, we're, we're getting a little bit long in the teeth here. Yeah, that's right. But it's our podcast. We knew we wanted <laughs> 
is that uh, we, we often get offended when when we, we feel like somebody's telling us we don't know ourselves, right? Oh, right. Because we yeah. feel like we should know us better than anyone else should. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you... And, and I'm going to tell you right now, I am uh, not as young as I seem... But I, I'm not as young as I come off, but I'm not I'm not as old as a lot of you think I am. But I'm going to tell you right now that even at my indistinguishable age, <laughs> I don't know who I am, and I don't want to know. I'm constantly learning new things about myself, and I feel like if I ever know who I am, well, I, I, that's kind of the end of the I game, like, right? I think, I think that lands perfectly back on what we were saying. You know, the not knowing is the fun part. Not knowing is like that's what else do you have if you know then. What's the point? Right, like, like and, and and don't get me wrong, like that's not the same as as having lack of confidence. No, I'm very I, confident yeah. in who I am, but I also I'm I'm not the same person now that I was ten years ago, and I'm not the same Yesterday. person. Yeah, <laughs> if you are not constantly growing and changing, then you you kind of fall behind. Like imagine a tree that never grows and and you get you get uh things like bonsai trees right that yeah. are designed to grow very minimally over hundreds of years right. um and you get bonsai trees that have been alive for hundreds of years that are only a couple feet tall right or some less than that right but tall and but you know but then you look at things like the the redwood forests right and these are trees that have grown so incredibly massive that they can literally cut pathways through them and they still live yeah which is insane yeah. to even think yeah, about it's crazy and you and those are you have some that are hundreds some like a couple that are thousands right and <laughs> that's that is because absolutely just of constant growth and adaptation and us as people like you should want to change every day and some of you won't and that's fine like i'm not i'm not telling you what you have to do or where you have to live or whatever but if you're unhappy or you're or you're you're not satisfied where you are, then you you should be trying to feel uncomfortable. Like you should try to change every day. You should try and figure out who you are rather than assuming that you do know who you are. Yeah. And I think you're gonna find that you'll be a lot happier in those things. Agreed. And now that we're done with the self-help section of this <laughs> podcast, thank you all so much for watching, bro. Do you have any? Uh, platforms that you'd like to plug for the um, people yeah sure yeah you can go follow me on the instajam and sean is my personal where i post literally random just random times random things it's a-n-n-n-s-e-a-n and then my portrait account uh s-e-a dot b-a-s-h c-bash um and tiktok's real real thick yeezus same on twitter I mean, people keep asking me when you're going to start actually making TikToks. I'm asking myself that same question. I have ideas, man. I have things in the works. It's just, it's pen to paper. It's I, I, I got to actually, like, do it. <laughs> that is uh, the most, uh, in, in, in most definite and refined definition of the monster of habit yeah. needing Hon to work its way out. Honestly. No, uh, no, I'm not trying to make any excuses. I just haven't done it well uh as always bro thank you for uh helping me to host this fine uh absolutely intellectual uh soup it's as it were always a pleasure and thank you all for tuning in and listening to us ramble about lovely pages and interesting tales 
So uh, you guys can, of course, follow me on all of the things. I am at Real Slim Users or at The Real Slim Users. And we just recently launched uh, the show and the initial part of the brand for the Black Dragon Tavern uh, or just Black Dragon Tavern, uh, which hopefully will grow more over the next few months. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, and being along with us on this endless epic. And we hope that we will see you the next time that we turn the page. Until next time, stay bloodthirsty, my friends, and remember, all hail.